Lord, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You, God, for this opportunity. God, I thank You for this opportunity to stand behind this pulpit and read Your Word. God, I do pray that You'll touch me now, hide me behind the cross, Lord. pray that You'll touch the hearts of Your people tonight, Lord. I pray that You'll set me aside and may Your message and Your words be heard tonight. I pray You'd prepare our hearts, Lord. I thank You for the help that this message has been to me, God. And I pray that You'd just help Your people tonight be with our pastor and his family as they're traveling, Lord. Give them a good time. Uh, away, Lord, I pray you'll touch those that may be sick and need a healing. God, touch them. But God, we ask you to meet with those of us that are here tonight, God. Give us some strength, God. Give us what we stand in need of tonight, Lord. You know the message. You know the burden on my heart, Lord. And I just pray that you'll be a help tonight, God. And we thank you and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, as I said, I'll give some introduction. And this introduction will kind of go before and after the text. But just to kind of get us into... Uh, what's going on uh, in the text and around the text. So uh, we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 18. Uh, if you want to turn there while I kind of get through this introduction, you'll probably have plenty of time to get there. Uh, but first, I have to remind us of the times that they're in here. Israel has backslidden. They've had several wicked kings ruling in Israel at this time. Uh, several times throughout chapter 16, I believe it is, we see uh, Israel provoke the Lord God to anger. Now, here they're at the point where they've not had rain in the land for three years. Now, we know God had Elijah sustained at the brook Cherith, and the brook dried up. Then God sent Elijah uh, where he had prepared that widow woman in Zarephath to sustain him. And all of this has happened leading up to this. Then we get to chapter 18 uh, where our text comes from tonight where the Lord has come to Elijah and told him to show himself unto Ahab, the king of Israel at the time. And through this chapter, we see Elijah show himself as a man of God to Ahab and to all of Israel. We know the story on Mount Carmel where the two bullets are sacrificed, one by Elijah to the Lord God and the other by the many prophets of Baal to their God. But I want to focus tonight on a group of people that were there and the question that was asked in verse 21. We'll go ahead and read those verses. We'll read our text and then I'll give some more of the introduction. Verse 17 is where I want to start. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou in thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal four hundred and fifty, and the prophets of the groves four hundred, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, Not a word. In verse 19, we see who was there. We had Elijah, the man of God, we had the prophets of Baal and the prophets of the groves. And these groves were figures of Ashtoreth, idols that were worshipped during spiritual declension in Israel, a spiritual decline, if you will. And 
I believe it could very well be said today that in America, and has been for some time now, in a spiritual decline. I believe that America has been in and will continue to be, I believe, in a spiritual declension, a spiritual decline. And if there's ever a time, and I mean, things things like this have been said through the years and will continue to be said through the years, but it's because in the time that you live in, no matter what that time is, this is the time where these things need to be preached, where the Word of God needs to be stood on, where uh, those that are standing today need to stand and stand strong and stand firm that these next generations coming up can see what it's all about, can see someone standing for what's right and standing for what's true because it's so uh, there's so few and far in between that are really going to stand for God in these days that we're living in. So at Mount Carmel, we have Elijah, the man of God, the one that is for God. And you have those prophets of Baal that are against God. Now, some of these may fit in this next category. Uh, I don't I don't exactly have it nailed down which one of these, if it is a specific group that is in this next. You've got those prophets of the groves left or all of Israel. But I think it's probably safe to say that there's a chance that some from each one of these groups fall into this last category. And this is who Elijah is mainly speaking to here on Mount Carmel, which was the majority there. It's those that are undecided. The waivers, if you will. The preacher mentioned this morning those, um, what do you call them? <clears throat> those pretenders. Some of those pretenders fall into this category of undecided or waivers. Those who are indecisive, those who are inconsistent, those that are in the world and claim to be in the church. I've said it like this before on the fence, but I think a better illustration is not sitting on the fence, but rather climbing up and down Going to both sides, wearing yourself out, trying to please both. You can't, you, you're not gonna sit on that fence. You're gonna climb up and over down the other side and try to play with the world. And then you're gonna run back and climb up over and down to the other side and try to play church. Then you're just gonna wear yourself out. You're never gonna please either side when you're trying to do that because you cannot serve God and mammon, you cannot serve this world and serve the Lord God. You will not make it anywhere that way. It's uh, Charles Spurgeon said it like this. I intended this being later in the message, but I'll go ahead and put it out there. That those undecided, those waivers, those that are jumping the fence, if you will, will be the laughing stock even of hell. Because they were too coward and too weak to admit who their master was and to serve them fully and wholeheartedly. And that's exactly what we've got so much of in the world today and in the church today. So Elijah asks the question in verse 21, How long halt ye between two opinions? He says these are two separate things. There are two separate opinions that cannot be made one and you have tried and tried with all of your might and all of your will to make them to be one thing. You have tried to serve Bill and you have tried to serve God. Elijah is speaking here today to those that are undecided. And he is going to make them decide today, if you will. He, he is going to help them to be swayed one way or the other. Their mind will be made up after this. They'll have no, no, uh, no second guessing. They, they will go one way or the other. Again, Elijah was speaking to those that were undecided. And if I could say it like this today, many of those are 
those undecided are the ones that may be uh, in the bar rooms on Saturday and church on Sunday. And as the preacher said, some of them, they don't even know that they're pretending. They don't even know that they're undecided. But there are some that know very well and good what they're doing and where they're at. And it's a sad thing to see. Uh, and I want us to take note of, again, who was here. We've got the prophets of Baal, the prophets of Grove, and all of Israel, and the one man that is standing firm for God. And I want to say this, that I think aside from the fact that those prophets of Baal had to be there for this event to take place where they sacrificed the two bullets, I think there's two other reasons that Elijah had them to be here on Mount Carmel. One of them was to show mercy and extend grace. Give them one last chance, even if he knew that they would never come to submit to God. He was showing mercy and extending grace. Give them one last chance to put away their gods and submit to the one true God. And I want to say, just in way of testifying on that note, that I thank God that He did not give up on me. I thank God that He extended grace and showed mercy to me. Because many of you know very well, I was in this church 13 to 15 years ago, and I ran from God, and I ran from God, and I thank God that He showed mercy and extended grace when I knew where I should have been, and I left that place, and I went my own way and tried to do my own things and served my little gods, that He was long-suffering, and He showed mercy and extended grace to me. And secondly, I think it was a statement to those jumping the fence. It was a statement of Elijah's bold faith and the Lord God, to have those that he knew well and good were totally against him and totally against his God. It was a statement of Elijah's bold faith. He said, I'll tell you what, if you're on the fence now, if you're jumping the fence now, if you're undecided, if you're back and forth, you'll have no excuse after this event that is about to take place. You're going to see God move in a miraculous way. There will be no question. There will be no indecisiveness after this, who the Lord God is. Who is the real and true God? There will be no more question of who to serve. He said, choose you this day whom you will serve. How long halt ye between two opinions? You keep jumping the fence and it's not going to work. It's not going to get you anywhere. And today you're going to decide who you are going to serve. In verse 21 again, he said, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. I like to stop and think of this about uh, young folks and maybe some of y'all older might remember when you really made mom or daddy mad and they called your full name out. A lot of times you're speechless. Not a word comes out. You know you've been found out. You know you're sure enough in trouble. And I think this is the tone that Elijah had in his voice. And I think this is the reaction that those people had. They knew that the man of God here was fed up with their uh, their pretending, with their playing with God. He knew that the people knew that Elijah had had it up to here with it. And he was done. He was fed up. And, and, and things were about to change. Things were about to come to an end. I believe they were astonished at Elijah's boldness and willingness to stand and in shock at his tone and seriousness. I believe that Elijah was fed up. He was, he was done with it. I believe as, as God's man, God was, was fed up with it. So he sent his man to deal with these undecided, these double-minded people. He's had it up to here with the world-serving churchgoers. And we have so many of those today. And again, reading behind Charles Spurgeon, uh, he believes that 
the vast majority of the people in this crowd at Mount Carmel were those that were undecided, those hypocrites, those double-minded. And I believe today, if we'll look around, that is the vast majority of what we have in the world today. And especially in this country, in this town, and anywhere that you look, the vast majority is going to be those that are undecided. Those that are trying to play church, but they practice the world. I believe he was at the point where he said, I'll tell you what, you can't make up your minds, I'll make it up for you. Your decision will be made after this. No doubt Elijah wanted the people to follow God. No doubt that's where his heart was. But I believe that he was at the point where he said, I'll tell you what, you're going to decide after this. I don't care which way you're going to go. You're going to make your mind up tonight. You're not going to keep making a mockery of my God. You'll no longer play church and practice the world. If God be God, then follow Him. But if Baal then follow Him. If you're going to serve the world, then serve it with all of your heart. If you're going to serve these little gods, then go all the way with them. Don't keep jumping in and out. Don't pretend to be so good, but, but be just a little bit bad. Don't be afraid to go all the way in with the world if that's the path that you want to take. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be too good to sin too bad. He said, don't be too good to go all the way with the world. Don't be too good to serve Baal full and wholeheartedly. He said, if you're going to go, then go all the way. Serve your master, whoever it's going to be. Be proud of whoever your master is going to be. Go all the way with them and serve your master. But if God be God, then follow Him. Follow Him with all of your heart and all that you have, all that you ever have wanted to be. Follow God with everything that you are. But you're going to choose this day. How long halt you between two opinions? If God be God, then follow Him with all that you are and all that you have. But if Baal then follow Him. You'll no longer make a mockery of my God. I'm going to read verse 22 and 24. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullets, and let them choose one bullet for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under, and I will dress the other bullet, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under and call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. Now I want to remind us that there was no rain in the land in three years at this time. It would seem very fitting for Elijah to say, <clears throat> Let the God that answer by rain, let the God that answer by water, let him be God. But that's not what he said. Let me say this and I'll get back to that. <clears throat> Elijah let all of the odds be in their favor. There are already more in number. He let them pick their bullet. They dressed it. Again, there were more in number. And they went first. It says, if Elijah said, I'll let all the odds be in your favor. Because you're going to need it. He said, you're going to need all the help that you can get. Again, there had been no rain in the land in three years. So why would Elijah say the God that answered by fire and not by water? It would seem very fitting. <clears throat> it's obvious that the people were in need of water. But Elijah wanted no question. He knew that these people were double-minded. He knew that they'd already seen workings and movings of God, yet they were undecided. Yet they had still not fully decided to follow Him. He said that they would... Assume it as some coincidence or some providence. 
He said the God that answers by fire. And I'll say this, I'd be real nervous if God's water doesn't get you where you need to be. If God's water doesn't work for you. If God's Word doesn't work for you. If the preaching of God's Word doesn't work for you, I'd be nervous. Because the next thing, the next step, I believe, to make you decide, to persuade you, is the fire. And that can be in two senses. That can be one, the fire and God's wrath. Or it can go beyond that. That fire that preacher preached on this morning. And that's hell. And at that point, you've been decided for. It's too late. Your decision's been made. Your eternity has been set. So I'd be very nervous if God's Word, if God's water doesn't work for you because I believe the next step is the fire. He knew that they had seen some things that God has done. He knew, yet they've seen the movings of God. They were undecided. And I tell you what, I think of myself in this. Because again, y'all know I sat in this church in some services where God was moving. And where God was present. And I ran from it. And I don't want anybody to take this that may be on the fence or that may be thinking about going out the wrong way and think that, oh, well, he made it back. I'll make it back too. Because that may not be the case for you. I have no explanation, no reason why I made it back. I should have been dead several years ago. But God spared my life. And He saved me. But I don't know when your last chance is. I don't know when your last call is. If you're undecided tonight, I want to encourage you, make your decision. And I'd encourage that decision not to be to run from God, but to run to Him. And Elijah could have called on God for water. He could have called on God for love. He could have called on God for grace. He could have called on God for mercy. He could have called on God for life. He could have asked God to make these bullocks that they've chopped up to live again. But he said, the only thing that's going to move you double-minded, indecisive men is the fire of the Almighty God. So that's going to be the only thing that is going to sway you. That's going to be the only way that you'll make your decision is that God send fire. I believe that's the day that we live in. It's going to take the fire from God. And that's why we need preaching on hell. That's why we need preaching on sin. Because it's going to take some wrath and some fire from God to make some people decide in this day. It's going to take it. We've got so many amongst us that claim church and live for the world. I mean, you look around, it's almost a fad to be a Christian. A so-called Christian. You've got these big movements and such that take place and so, so many of these people are playing church and practicing the world and now even practicing the world in the church. All they want to talk about is the love of God because the fire is going to make them decide. They don't want to talk about the fire. They don't want to talk about the wrath. They don't want to talk about sin because they want to try to serve two masters. Elijah said, how long caught you between two opinions? Who are you going to serve? Baal or God? Satan or Christ? How true and how relevant this is in this day. And young folks, your mind needs to be made up. Especially those of you that are graduating and fixing to go on to college. If you go somewhere, your mind better be made up. Because there's people in this world that want to influence you, that want to make it up for you, and they're going to make it up the wrong direction. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15, I know thy works, that thou art neither hot nor cold, the cold nor hot. 
I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I think there are very many today in the church that are at this lukewarm state. And God says, I wish you were hot or cold. I wish you would decide which way you're going to go. I wish you would decide which side of the fence you're going to be on because you're wearing yourself out, you're running yourself ragged, climbing up and down this fence, playing in the world and practicing the church. I believe today the Lord is bidding some of us to make a decision who we're going to serve. I believe our hearts and our minds need to be made up. If you're going to serve the world, then serve it with all your heart. But if you're going to serve God, then serve God with all your heart. Serve God with all that you've got. I want to look quickly at verse... I need to get back over there. Verse 40 and 41 uh, in 1 Kings chapter 18. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Once all this was done, and Elijah, y'all know the story, Elijah called on the Lord God and he sent fire. Prophets of Baal called on their gods, little g gods, no fire fell, nothing happened. But Elijah called on the one true God and he sent fire. And after this, he said, take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. He took them down to the brook and slew them there. And I think Brother Dean may have mentioned something through here. I don't know if this was the quote he said. It was either what he said or what he said made me think this. Get the devils out of your life and God will send the rain. If we're in need of something, if we need a drink from the Lord, maybe there's something we need to get out of our lives to get that drink from God. I want to encourage us today to make the right decisions, to decide to serve God. But again, I have no shame in saying, if you're going to serve the world, then serve it. Quit playing church and just go ahead and go. So many, we we have enough people that are playing. We need some people that are going to be true. Some people that are going to stand. Some people that are going to serve God with all of their heart. There's a fight more important than any that has ever swept the face of this nation. And it's that fight that cannot be fought with today's weaponry, but it's a fight that must be fought with the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit that is the Word of God. I'm sure we all know this verse. I can nearly quote it, but I don't want to misquote it. I believe it's Ephesians 6.12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So oftentimes we lose sight of this 
and we think that we're fighting with our neighbor. We think that we're fighting with a friend. We think that we're fighting with... uh, Sometimes we're fighting with ourselves. But the things that we see are so often not the true battle. Not the true cause of a battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're going to have to be decided. We're going to have to be in the Word of God. We're going to have to be constant in prayer if we're going to fight this fight for the Lord. But before you can ever step into the fight, you're going to have to be, your, your mind's going to have to be made up. You're going to have to be persuaded to go with God. Because if you step into it half heartedly, you're not going to make it. You're going to wind up going back to the other side of the fence. You'll never stay in all the way for God if your mind's not made up when you step in. I want to read one last verse quickly. It's out of Joshua 24, uh, verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a very famous verse of Scripture. A lot of times that middle part's left out unless that is stated somewhere else that I've, I've missed. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a very famous quote out of this passage of Scripture. But how many of us truly mean that? How many of us really have gotten hold of that and have said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, no matter what. And I think it's very important for me to get a hold of this right now as a young man just married, starting a family. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My mind's going to have to be made up. And I thank God that He's got my mind made up. And I pray that each and every one of us in here has got our minds made up that we're going to serve the Lord. The vast majority, it's sad to say, but that is the vast majority, are those undecided. And this message was Elijah's appeal to the undecided. And I just pray this evening that if there's anyone that is indecisive, and I understand sometimes somebody can set their heart out right, set their path out right, but somewhere along the way get weary and get tired and start questioning things. And so I do hope that if that's you tonight, that this will help you to keep going. This will give you the strength and what you need to decide, alright, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick, pick back up, get my feet back on the ground and keep going for God. I mean, we need messages like this, we need encouragements like this to keep going, even if you have started out right, you've got your heart right, your feet planted right, I understand things in life come and get hard and, and, and I mean as human we begin to question things. We begin to wonder. We begin to wander. But I hope tonight that this has helped us to stay on the path for God. Maybe if we've swayed from it to get back on the path. I thank you all again for being here tonight. I'll close in a word of prayer. Lord, most gracious Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for another day. God, thank you for all your many blessings, Lord. We thank You for this message, God. I thank You for the help that's been to me. I pray that You've helped Your people tonight, God. I pray that You'll touch them, God, move in our hearts. Lord, give us what we stand in need of. Lord, I pray tonight, God, that You'll help us to uh, just be fully decided that we're going to go on and serve You. 
God, help us to uh, pick up the sword, God, and fight this fight for You. God, I pray that if there's one here that doesn't know You as their Lord and Savior, God, they would come to You tonight. They would decide tonight to take that step, God, to get on the right side of the fence and stay on it. Lord, I pray that if there's someone that may have made a false profession, God, I pray that you deal with them tonight. God, help them to fully surrender their lives to you. If there's one tonight, God, that you may be calling to do a work for you, God, I pray that you'd draw them tonight. God, I pray that you'd get them where they need to be for you. God, I pray that you'd help this church, God, to fully and wholeheartedly decide to press on for you no matter what may come in the future. And God, will give you the thanks, honor, glory, and praise for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, Dad, you want to come with us, song? Sorry, I meant to say that before I prayed. <clears throat> the altar is open tonight. I'm sure it would make the preacher happy if somebody come and got something settled tonight if it was needed, even though he's not here to come just lay something down on this new altar, if you will. Maybe God just spoke to you tonight and gave you some help and you need to come and thank Him for it. Just mind the Lord tonight.